Bob's Weekend Wonders Mountain Retreat was listed on Airbnb. The Oklahoma retreat was as low as $45 a night. But what else was on offer? A man whose identity that was never released shows up at a hospital and he is hemorrhaging. He is also saying that this is where he was castrated while being live streamed. At first, the man didn't want to tell doctors who had did this to him. He believed that his life was under threat if he did. Eventually, the truth came out, and you can only guess what was found in the freezer at Bob's Weekends Wonders Mountain Retreat. What was happening at this Oklahoma mountain getaway? Well, come hang out with me while I talk true crime. Welcome to Hell No, a true crime podcast with your host, Lauren Lucio. Uh, holy shit. Was anyone else feeling that blue moon situation or was that just me? My sleep patterns were so messed up. My anxiety levels were at a million and it was just all around not a good time for me. Just wondering if anyone else felt that. Usually I don't have much chit chat on my show, but I just wanted to share that because... This week's episode is going to be more of a a half episode. I didn't think I would even be able to get out an episode this week. I'm feeling rather informal at this point. I just really didn't think I, I had it in me to get an episode out, but here we are. So let's get into this week's case. It will be shorter than my my other episodes. I'll just tell you that right now. So if you're driving and you have like an hour to drive, you might want to queue up another podcast after this one. As I said earlier, the victim is unknown in this case. They didn't want to be known. They wanted to stay anonymous. Uh, They were not underage or anything like that. They just wished to remain anonymous, which I'm actually really glad they were able to conceal their identity. Like it was never leaked anywhere that I saw. I never saw their identity anywhere. Uh, You know, it just, they did a really good job keeping their identity out of the media, Here's all we know about the man who turned up at the hospital, though. He was from Virginia. He was 28 years old at the time this happened in 2020. Uh, He had been searching online for someone to remove his testicles. He wanted a illegal castration performed. And that's how he met 54-year-old Bob Lee Allen and Bob's husband, 42-year-old Thomas Evans Gates. There is no clear answer to why this man wanted his body parts removed. I don't know that. I don't know anything about why, how the, how this came about. But he did want this done. He found Bob and Bob had told him that he had 15 years experience doing illegal castrations, doing these backyard surgeries, I guess. Bob and his husband, they seem to love streaming And they put a lot of their lives on the internet, including things like their wedding, them doing day-to-day things like cooking. And they also live streamed their dog's funeral, which a lot of people thought was odd. Uh, It seemed that Bob specifically, he really loved to live stream everything about his life. He really liked to put himself out there. 
In September of 2020, the unknown man from Virginia, uh, he had come across a website called www.the-em.com. The EM, I believe, stands for eunuch maker. Eunuch meaning a man who has had their testicles removed. The Virginian man, he started chatting to Bob Lee Allen. And this is when Bob told the man that he could for sure perform the surgery on him and he would do it for free as long as he could video this procedure for his personal use. Bob also said that his husband of one month, uh, Thomas Gates, would need to be there to assist him. Bob and Thomas had just gotten married a month before, maybe even less than a month before this. There was another condition as well. Bob wanted to keep the testicles that he removed. The Virginian man agreed and he booked a flight to Oklahoma. He arrived on October 11th. Bob and Thomas picked up the Virginian man from the airport and drove him to Bob's Weekends Wonders Mountain Retreat. This is such a hard name to say. Try saying that 10 times fast. It's, it's a tongue twister. Now, I saw pictures of this place and it does not look like any wonders are happening here. In fact, where this quote unquote surgery happens, it's straight out of nightmares. It's a shed and it's not a nice shed. The operating table was just a dining room table with like sheets or medical gowns draped over it. And something tells me that this was not a sterile environment. However, Bob did have a lot of drugs and he also had a lot of medical equipment, which just, it makes me shudder to think about this scene. You have this man who is clearly unstable, Bob. He just, he seems very, very unstable. He has no idea how to perform surgery. He's meeting people online saying he can perform surgery in a dirty shed for free so long as he can videotape it. And he has a cupboard full of fucking drugs, some pharmaceuticals, some recreational, just a treasure trove of drugs. This is a recipe for a serial killer. There is something so haunting about medical equipment in a non-medical environment, specifically a shed in remote woods. You know, that is just haunting. So how did Bob get all this stuff though? This was my first question. Was he just ordering illegal drugs and controlled substances on the dark web? Was he buying it off the street? How the hell did he have access to all of this? I did see in an article that one of Bob's posts he put online did show something to be like a document or there was like a stack of papers and one of these papers had his husband's name on it and it said something about $55,000 worth of medical equipment like oxygen tanks, fentanyl citrate and lorazepam. And I was like, how the fuck do you even get that? Like I thought lorazepam and fentanyl would be really, really hard to get unless you have a prescription. And even then it's going to be limited in, I don't know, in, in, in certain cases, maybe not, maybe if you have term, a terminal illness. Um, so it's beyond me how they got all this stuff, but clearly they spent a lot of money on it and they had somehow accumulated all of this stuff. So I don't know if some of these drugs were bought on the street or what, but it's just, 
uh, terrifying. I was reading all kinds of crazy stuff Bob had in his huge medicine cabinet. Apparently he had magic mushrooms. He had Oxycontin. He had Percocet. He had something I've never even heard of before, Xylocaine. He had Lorazepam, local anesthetics for numbing during surgeries and just who knows what else was in there. Who knows? It's just so incredibly dangerous. It's just a dangerous, it's just a dangerous environment for everybody. I couldn't find an entire detailed list of what was found in in that cupboard full of, of drugs. Um, what I just named is what I found in, in articles that I had come across. The castration, it wasn't performed the day of arrival, but instead the next day on October 12th. The surgery, I'm doing air quotes around surgery, also known as the mutilation, happened in the evening after 5 p.m. because Bob said he had to work on the internet all day. And I just wonder what he was doing on the internet all day. Was he talking more people into allowing him to remove their body parts in a shed while being filmed? Because later he says he had six more people lined up. And I bet you every single one of those would have ended in either death or emergency care. Because guess what? Bob had no fucking idea how to perform this surgery or any surgery. He had no business marketing this. He had no business promoting this to people and selling this to people. During this surgery, the victim was left awake the entire time. And it took a horrific two hours. Two hours. The victim, he was injected with local anesthetics to numb the area. But, you know, I'm not entirely sure how well that that was working. I don't know how numb this guy was when this procedure was happening to him. For two hours, the man lay there awake, fully conscious, seeing everything, having Bob cut and chop and slice into his scrotum and remove his testicles. Bob's husband was there the entire time. He was handing Bob cutting tools and other tools needed for this castration. I could just imagine that blood would have been everywhere. I could just imagine how dirty the area would have been. The chance of infection would have been incredibly high and the chance of death even higher. All of this was being filmed. And from what I gather, it was also being live streamed on Bob's Eunuch Maker website. Live fucking streaming this. Who is watching that and not reporting it? That's what I'm asking. After the two hours, the victim was stitched up, but the bleeding, it didn't stop. The bleeding, it never stopped. This didn't seem to concern Bob though. So if Bob wasn't saying anything about this nonstop bleeding, if he didn't seem concerned, what did he have to say? What was Bob saying after this? Well, he was laughing, laughing. And he told the victim that he's a cannibal. Bob said, I'm a cannibal, possibly indicating he was going to eat the severed testicles, which he had just removed. Bob also said that he had done surgery once before on a quote unquote crazy man and purposefully didn't stitch him up, left him open so that he would die overnight. It's unclear if this is true. I didn't find anything about a body being found or Bob being charged with this other person's murder who he speaks of. So I can't say 
if this is true or not, but this is what Bob had told his victim after the surgery. How scary would that be? The man who had just chop-shopped your testicles is now laughing and talking about eating human meat, about being a cannibal, and that the last person he did this to, he purposefully botched, messed up the surgery so that they would die. I mean, this just doesn't seem real. It seems like a horror movie. I feel like I've seen this in a horror movie somewhere. Somehow, and I don't know how, the victim eventually fell asleep. And when he woke up, the next day, he was bleeding. The bleeding continued. It wouldn't stop. And if nothing was going to be done about it, then surely he would have died. There is no doubt that he would have died because he was hemorrhaging. He was bleeding. He couldn't stop it. This this was a botched surgery. It wasn't done correct at all. And I mean, infection was probably brewing in there. Bob, he did not want to bring the victim to the hospital, but the bleeding was so intense and the victim was losing consciousness. And Bob had told the victim, no ER, no morgue. So I don't know what Bob was expecting. So if you're not going to go to the emergency room, then you're definitely going to the morgue. But in spite of Bob's insane motto, eventually Bob and Thomas did agree to bring the victim to the emergency room. Bob wanted no part of being connected to this mutilation that he had done. And he told his victim to tell the doctors that he did it to himself. He's like, I'm going to bring you to emergency. But when you go in there, you make sure to tell them that you tried to perform the surgery on yourself. On the way to the hospital, Bob also said that if the victim dies or becomes unconscious, he will not bring him to the hospital. Instead, he will dump his body in the woods. That's what he told him. That's what he told the dying man in the back of his car, bleeding out from this botched backwoods surgery. Like the guy bleeding out has a choice of not dying or becoming unconscious. He doesn't have a choice. This just shows you how detached from reality Bob truly was. Also, this made me wonder how many people has Bob dumped in the woods before? Because, I mean, he's saying it to this person, has he, you know, and he's saying that he purposefully botched a surgery before this so the guy would die. Is that body in the woods? I don't, it just, I don't know. It's just feeling a little bit too comfortable with Bob saying this, with Bob having this plan. Eventually, they get to the hospital and the victim is left on his own to make his way in. Bob and Thomas, they did not stick around to be seen or associated with the mutilated victim. They took off. They basically kicked the man out of the car and was like, there is your only chance at living. Don't tell anyone you know me. And then they drove off. I would guess the doctors couldn't believe what they were seeing. The victim's groin and genitals would have been so mutilated and bloody the testicles completely gone just I don't I'm imagining like just sawed off just not clean just a horrific situation and it must have been hard for doctors to believe the victim when he told them he consented to having an unlicensed self-proclaimed surgeon perform this operation on him in a shed in the woods I mean clearly there was a lot of highly illegal conduct happening here and I mean, this concerned everybody, doctors, police, everybody was concerned that someone in Oklahoma was offering these surgeries who had no medical training whatsoever, no business doing these. Bob had previously told the victim that if he says anything to the doctors about him being involved, he will not only kill him, but also kill his family. 
And that's what the victim tells doctors. He's telling the truth. He goes in there and he's like, hey. At first he wasn't, but then eventually he was like, okay, I didn't do this to myself. This guy did it. I'm not supposed to say anything because I'll be killed. Everyone I love will be, everyone I love will be killed. Um, And the doctor calls police and he tells police this. He says, quote, I have a patient here. He had a castration done that was live streamed. He is under threat that if he reports what really happened, then he will be killed. So basically for free, he had a castration done that was live streamed by someone in Worcester, Oklahoma. And that revenue that this guy gets from this is from his website live streaming. But if he ever tells anybody about anything, they will kill him and everybody that he loves, unquote. Uh, so Bob and Thomas, they're nowhere to be found. And police, you know, they want to know who these guys are. Uh, and eventually the victim does give them the address where this botched surgery took place, which is, of course, where Bob and Thomas live. Although police go to search the property, that's not where they arrest Bob and Thomas. Bob and Thomas eventually return to the hospital to see how the victim is doing, and that's when police arrest them. So I don't think they went to the hospital to see how the victim was doing. I believe they went to the hospital probably to see if anything had been said about them or maybe if, you know, had had the had the victim made it. Did the victim die? I think they were just going to like suss things out. I feel like they didn't care at all about the victim. I think it, I think this was a selfish visit. I think it was more about them than the person that they had mutilated. At the same time, police, so at the same time that Bob and Thomas are going to the hospital to see this unknown man, the victim, at that same time, police were out searching their property. So this was all happening at the same time. And when police searched the property, they located a freezer. And inside the freezer was a pair of testicles in a Ziploc bag. Ugh, okay. So police, they also seized a bunch of computer flash drives, which may have contained... you know, I'm going to say may, but it probably is did, may have contained extremely unsavory data. And there seemed to be a lot of these computer flash drives. Bob had told his victim that he had videos of castrations being performed. So was that what was on the flash drives? Were there these surgeries? Were these like underground home surgery videos of castration and you know, who knows what, just, just, I don't know, just pure horror. I never found a detailed answer about what was contained on those flash drives, but I can, I just, I just know it was nothing good. Bob and Thomas were both charged with the following. Conspiracy to commit unlicensed surgery, practicing medicine without a license, maiming, assault slash battery with a dangerous weapon, failure to bury a dead human member. So I'm assuming that's like a human member is like a a part of the body, a limb, which in this case would be the testicles. Unlawful use of communication facility, possession of controlled dangerous substance, distribution of controlled slash dangerous substance, and unlawful possession of drug paraphernalia. Both men pled not guilty in their hearing, um, 
but Bob did literally live stream them doing those crimes. I mean, they can see that he was practicing medicine without a license, clearly. And I'm not sure if that footage was recovered. I didn't hear anything about it, but I did hear multiple times that it was live streamed. So, I mean, it had to go somewhere. There has to be footage of this somewhere. There was so much evidence found though that when police searched the home, they found medical equipment, they found the cabinet full of drugs. They it just I I could I could just imagine that they found a lot of blood everywhere. I mean I mean there had to be blood in that shed. There just would have been blood. And again, oh, it just makes me shudder to think of that shed that this quote-unquote operation happened in. Police also found adult diapers and syringes during their search. In 2021, Bob Lee Allen thought, hmm, a jury is probably going to convict me. This led to him pleading no contest to conspiracy to commit unlicensed surgery, practicing medicine without a license, and also attempted distribution of psilocybin, aka magic mushrooms. So I don't know how many, how much mushrooms this guy had, but I, I think it was a lot. Uh, there were also two misdemeanor counts as well. All in all, Bob was sentenced to 12 years, two of which were served in jail and the other 10 in prison. So his husband, Thomas, he, okay, so get this. His husband, Thomas, on the other hand, ended up taking a, a, a plea deal first in which he would testify against Bob and therefore in exchange, Thomas would be let off of the felony charges. And uh, I could see that Thomas, he wasn't sentenced. So I think he got off extremely lightly, if not completely off. In this case is just so horrific. You've got a cabin in the woods. You've got medical equipment. You've got this self-proclaimed surgeon online telling people, yeah, I can, you know, I can remove your testicles in my shed. I mean, it's it's just too much to be real, but it is real. Um, since the victim remains anonymous, I do not know whatever happened to them. I believe he recovered from the botched operation, uh, but not before almost dying from blood loss. It's just horrific. I'd like to know if anyone had ever stayed at Bob's Weekends Wonders Mountain Retreat before this incident. Had anyone who had contact with this place ever been filed as missing is there people out there still missing who maybe was in contact with Bob at some point or another about surgeries is there more to this because Bob he did make that comment to the victim about the quote-unquote crazy person he let die after the same surgery and it seems like Bob was no stranger to the idea of dumping bodies in the woods so, you know, this may not be the last we hear about this. This this all only happened, what, three years ago? So there could be more. There could be more coming out. Who knows what, what can be found in those woods, what will turn up in the woods around, around that mountain retreat. It's really terrifying thinking that that was on Airbnb. People could have booked that without knowing what they were getting into. It's just it's just wild. It scares me. It makes me not want to use Airbnb. Uh, I can tell you that much. But so this week's episode, like I was saying, it is a short one that does conclude this week's episode. But before I go, 
I'd like to talk about some thriller novels I've been reading. If you hate chit chat and you don't want to hear this, then just stop listening now. Just just turn it off. It's fine. It's fine. Unless you want some great fiction thriller novel recommendations because that's what I'm about to give you. So I came across this woman on Instagram Reels. She reviews thriller novels. Her name is Sydney Books, I believe. Sydney, I think there's a couple Y's in there, Books. She's amazing. She recommended a book called The Ruins by Scott Smith. So I bought it. It was so highly recommended. I actually saw it on multiple like people who promote books, like multiple channels I saw this on. I was like, okay, you know, everyone's talking about this book. I'm going to buy it. Wow. It is incredible. I was not lied to. I was not lied to. I, I trust them now. I could not put it down. I I, I don't want to give any spoilers, uh, but, you know, it's about these university students. I, some of them have graduated, I think, and there's one who's like in med school still. And anyways, they take a spring break style vacation trip to Mexico. And when they're in Cancun, they meet this German guy and he tells them, hey, my brother, he went on an adventure with this woman. She's an archaeologist and he hasn't come back yet. I don't know where he is. He's been gone for a while and we have a flight coming up. Like, you know, he needs to be here so we can get on this flight. Well, the German guy, he also says like, he drew me a map. My brother drew me a map before he went. So, you know, I know where he is. Do you guys want to come help me look for him? Like, it'll be a fun adventure they're at these ruins at these Mayan ruins it'll it'll be like a fun day trip and they all say yeah like that's a yeah let's do it we've been sitting on the beach we've just been drinking let's go soak in some culture so they set off on this mission to find this German guy's brother at these ruins so I'm not even going to tell you anymore that you know I don't even want to give a little bit of a spoiler but you will be flipping pages until you run out and it is like 526 pages it is a thick book but it is such a good read the writing it's almost poetic in some parts it is deep and dark and it is just wow I, I cannot recommend this book enough it is it's a fabulous book if if you're into thrillers uh it does get a little bit gruesome the second book I read I actually read it in a day and it's called one by one by Frieda McFadden this is another recommendation in this book it's about three couples who take a vacation I know it's, you know I'm just on this whole people take a vacation and then terrible things happen to them thriller novel thing I don't know I So they all set out in a minivan for this luxury remote resort vacation and they've got plans. They want to go on hikes. They want to enjoy hot tubs. They want to drink champagne. They want to eat good food. You know, it's like kind of like a wilderness luxury holiday. But on the way there, when they're in the woods, in the forest, the van breaks down and they have to make their way through the Colorado wilderness. But... One of them is up to more than just a relaxing vacation. One of them is doing something. There's there's also some secrets involved. And this book, let me tell you, it kept me guessing until the last page. But it didn't leave me hanging, which I loved. I mean, both books are very, very well written. And if you're looking for a thriller, 
these are my two recommendations. I have three more in the mail. One of them is called Searching for the Boogeyman. And then I can't remember the other two. But yeah, if you're looking for thriller books, that's what that's what I've been reading. And I know that they're good. So that's all I have to say for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>